Good morning, everybody. It's a very nice response. You're all on form this morning, I see. You've obviously all had lovely Christmases. I I trust that that's the case. Because isn't Christmas such a wonderful blessing? Because we Christians, we have all the material things of Christmas, if we want them. We can have the tree, the tinsel, we can have the turkey, we can have all the eating, we can have the Christmas, everything we can have. But we have much, much more. We have something much deeper and much wider. We have a spiritual understanding of what Christmas is all about. And that is absolutely wonderful and such a blessing to us. And let's try and carry forward that blessing into the new year. Now today we're going to have a short talk. Thank goodness you're probably saying. Because when Sarah asked me to do this, she kind of triple underlined verbally the short bit. She said, would you do a short talk? And then she added, because the children will be in. Now, isn't that another blessing that our children provide for us in this church? It stops me rambling on for ages. So thank you, children. And everybody else will no doubt give you a pat on the back on the way out. I also need to apologize for my voice. I've got the the cold and cough that everybody else seems to have. I come prepared. I've got the water and the herbal sweets. So if I dissolve into a a fit of coughing during the, uh, the, the talk... I'll just disappear to one side. Just talk amongst yourselves, and I'll, I will come back and uh, carry on. You'll probably be thinking, what a pity, but never mind. Let's... Right. We have, we've heard this absolutely glorious passage of Simeon and Anna meeting the baby Jesus in the temple. And our topic today is full of expectation. So... With a wonderful passage and a broad topic, these children have really given you a blessing this morning. What we're going to do is we're going to have a classic, traditional All Saints service. Three points, right? I promise you, three points. And don't get too alarmed if the first one seems a bit lengthy, because it's one big point and then two small ones. Okay? So so you think we can cope with that this morning? Thank you very much indeed. Right. Simeon and Anna were clearly full of expectation. Simeon had been told that he wouldn't die before he saw the Christ. Now that is some expectation to have, isn't it? And Anna had been busy talking to people in the, in, in the, in the temple about the consolation of Jerusalem. They're looking forward to something. She may not have expressed it in just the same way, but she too was looking forward to the Messiah. We are perhaps in a different time. Who knows what 2018 will bring? But whatever it brings, are we this morning full of expectation? Can we say that we are looking forward to what's going to go on in 2018? Let's take it point by point. 
being full. There's a sense of completeness. Are we feeling complete this morning? There's a sense of contentment about being full. Are we feeling content this morning? There's a feeling also, if you're full, something positive has happened. Let's take a practical example from Christmas. Were you full at any time at Christmas? Yeah? Well done and good. Do you have any of these, um, shall we call them, Christmas weaknesses that might help you feel full? I'll admit it, I have one. Christmas pud. I love Christmas pud. You can put custard on it, you can put white sauce, doesn't matter, Christmas pud. I always have Christmas pud, a big helping. And then usually, if there's any left, seconds. And occasionally, thirds. And on one occasion that I still remember from my youth, fourths. And I feel truly full. And I think to myself, yes, I feel complete in a sense. Yes, I feel content. I don't think I'll ever feel hungry again. No way. A couple of hours later, I'm thinking, hmm, perhaps I could do with a little something for tea, Christmas tea. Because earthly fullness, whatever it is, whatever it's Christmas pud or food or whatever else we find to fill us in an earthly sense, doesn't last. It fades away. We will be hungry again for something. What we really need is spiritual fullness. What we really need is the lasting sense of contentment and completeness that knowing Christ in our lives and walking with Christ in our lives can give us. So are we going to be really full this new year going into 2018? We can be. Let's think about expectation. What are we looking for in 2018? What are we expecting? Could be that new car. Could be the exotic holiday. Could be promotion at work, new job. Could be, but they all have something of a downside. Let's take the new car. This is, hang on, I'll get the pronunciation right, Bath. Right? This is Bath. Bath is the wing mirror capital of Britain. Not really the wing mirror in that sense. Knocking wing mirrors off capital of Britain. If you've got your shiny new car, within three days, given the parking and the width of the roads and the amount of traffic, someone will have knocked your wing mirror off. Or will have bumped it, or what have you. The shiny new car isn't going to last. It'll become dirty and tatty and bumped. So we'd better just accept it as a car that's temporarily going to be shiny and new. So what about the exotic holiday? You've looked forward to it for ages. And just when you're heading to the airport, you'll remember that you booked with Ryanair. (laughs) Yes, you've booked with Ryanair in the past. Even if they haven't cancelled the flight, it'll be an interesting experience. Or there'll be snow on the runway and you'll have a happy few days at the airport. Isn't that wonderful? Now, you know, the exotic holiday isn't going to last. And what about the promotion at work? Now, that's going to be good, isn't it? Until you find the lads in the gang don't speak to you anymore because they think you're now one of the top brass. 
In every earthly expectation, there's a downside or a temporary element to it. What we really need are spiritual expectations about our faith, about our Lord, about the Holy Spirit. We need more of God in our lives. Whoever we are and whatever our experience is, and no matter how long we've been a Christian or how short we've been a Christian, we can all ask for more spiritual fulfillment in 2018. We need to know more of God, to think more of God, to do more for God, to give more to God, to receive more from God. We need, in 2018, to be filled by God. Sorry, filled with God and filled by the Holy Spirit. So, in summary, from point one, you say, thank goodness, he's finishing the first point. Full of expectation, let's be full of spiritually full of spiritual expectation and be filled with God and be filled by the Holy Spirit in this coming year. Now, this could sound a bit like the offers that you hear all the time at the moment, but it isn't. This offer from God is to everyone and it's free. Is there, a, is there an end date? No, it goes on forever. This filling with spiritual expectation is for everybody and everybody has a role to play in our church community, in God's kingdom, to make this happen for everybody else. Let's take, let's go back to our reading today, this, this lovely passage, and I'll skip across some of the verses. It is from my uh, old NIV, and you've got today's NIV in the pews, so it may not be exactly the same, because this is perhaps yesterday's NIV. But let's take the, 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 the oldsters in the story, in the passage. Simeon and Anna. What can they bring to the situation? What can they bring to this little grouping that's coming together in the temple? They may or may not be um, intellectuals. They may or may not um, be um, speakers or whatever else they want. Uh, they could be. One thing is certain, however, they have experience. They have walked with God for a number of years a very good number of years. And they have insights, or the Holy Spirit has talked to them in a way and made promises to them, which is a benefit, not just to themselves, but to Mary and Joseph. Their experience, if you like, of the glory of walking through life with Christ can help, encourage, enthuse, support all those around them. And they do encourage and support what I've called here the middle-aged, which is being a, a little unkind to Mary because she was actually a teenager, wasn't she? But if we look at this, um, they can be helped and encouraged. Verse 33 says, they marveled, Mary and Joseph marveled at what Simeon said about their child. Verse 34 they were blessed as parents by that which Simeon said to them. 
So you have an example here of the experienced ones, the ones who have been spoken to by the Spirit, passing that on and helping and blessing this young couple who have got a brilliant role, but a challenging role. Now our parents of children here, they have brilliant and challenging roles too. Not quite the same perhaps as Mary and Joseph. But they have needs and they can be helped by the older ones in the community to share their experiences and the blessings they've had. And let's look at the very young. Christ is a mere few days old. This, this reading today is very appropriate because Christ was taken to the temple on the eighth day after his birth. And we are now looking at this on the sixth day after we celebrate that birth. So it's very, very appropriate. And this young child has amazing potential. Very important potential. Basically, he is there to save the world. Now the children in our midst don't have that same order of potential. But they do have amazing potential. Who knows what the children that run around our church today will do in the future for Christ's kingdom or the community. They have amazing potential. So they can be helped and encouraged by this community of believers in the way that um, Simeon and Anna supported and encouraged that first holy child. That child, it says in verse 40, the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, sir, and the grace of God was upon him. The same with our children. We need to work with them so that they grow strong in the spirit. So, point two. This amazing offer from the Lord to be full and of, of, of expectation is for everyone, young and old, in our community. Third point, how does this happen? How does it come about? How does it come about for you and for me? Well, if you look at this passage, the Holy Spirit is all over it. Just look at this. Verse 25, the Holy Spirit was upon Simeon, that he knew this was going to take place. Verse 26, been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. Verse 27, moved by the Spirit. And in verse 34 and 35, if you like, the voice of prophecy through the Spirit, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many. So, this is powered by the Holy Spirit. Can we be powered by the Holy Spirit? in 2018 and always if we open our hearts to Christ as our Lord and Saviour if we invite the Spirit into our lives in so doing yes we will be powered by the Holy Spirit yes we can somebody used that as a campaign slogan didn't they well yes campaign slogans come and go but the Holy Spirit and this amazing offer to those who open their lives to Christ is everlasting. Let us pray then that 2018 will be the most blessed year yet. 
for each and every one of us, for the church, for this community, moving forward in the love of God, fellowship with Jesus Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit. In closing, and I can hear the sigh, in closing, I can't do better than quote again, and I say again because I've done it before, all saints, your verse of the year, 2017, and I've just got it in, though maybe we ought to have it as our verse of the year 2018 as well. Romans 15:13, your verse of the year. May the God of, oh, but my emphasis. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I wish you all a happy new year when it comes and a wonderful 2018 filled with God, filled by the Holy Spirit. Amen.